God this, this morning comes to us from the book of John, the 21st, the 21st chapter, beginning at the first verse, reading until the seventh. The word of God comes from the book of John, the 21st chapter, beginning at the first reading, reading to the seventh. And it reads like this. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, which is also the Sea of Galilee. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm over it. I'm going fishing. Maybe that's not in your version. Simon, but Simon said in his mind, I'm over it. I'm done. Huh? I'm going. I'm going fishing. They said to him, uh, uh, we, are, we are going with you. They went out and immediately got into the boat. That night they caught nothing. Somebody say nothing. But when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast the net, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. They could not draw it in because of the multitude of of fish. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's offering time, and the way in which we're doing offering for in-house and online is simply this. Uh, we have uh, some dynamic, uh, fantastic, phenomenal ushers uh, stationed uh, in the back, and so you can fill out your offering uh, envelope uh, you've got envelopes in front of you, or if you have cash or something, you can fill that out. And as you exit the building, uh, you can just drop that in, in, the, in the, uh, the vessels that they'll have back there. If you're watching online, certainly you could use this time to go to PayPal or, uh, uh, you know, give that way. In fact, if you're watching it here and, and you want to use electronically, you can still do that by going to PayPal. And then if you have a credit card or debit and you are in the house, uh, certainly we have the, the machine here to take care of that as well. But I do want to pray for your offering because I don't know about you, but God has been good to me this week. I don't know about you, but listen, can I, can I just, can I brag on God just, 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 just for a minute? Huh? Financially, God has blessed me this week. Can somebody say amen to that? Can somebody say amen to that? Huh? Huh? Financially, God has taken care of me this week. So I just want to pray and I can't wait to give because God, again, has been so good so good to me. Here is the prayer for your offering, for your tithe. God, we thank you once again. For Lord, you have been good. We thank you, God, for the moments in which we thought we might not make it. For the moments in which, God, we thought there wasn't enough. And yet every single time, God, you showed up anyhow. And so, God, right now, we thank you, Lord, for, for just all the ways in which you have blessed us, God. And listen, Lord, maybe it wasn't financially, but I know, God, every time I speak, there's a breath coming in because you're still blessing me with breath, God. 
I know, God, every time I move, Lord, you're giving me activity of my limbs. And so I thank you, God, for blessing me. I thank you, God, for the activity of my mind. I thank you, God, that my family is living. I thank you, God, that we have life, liberty, and freedom. I thank you, God, that you showed up while we were driving, God. You kept cars at bay, kept deer at bay. Oh, Lord, you kept police officers at bay, God. I thank you, God, that you kept us, God, for one more day. And so, Lord, we just come, Lord, again just to say thank you, God. Thank you for being a keeper. Thank you, God, for being a deliverer. Thank you, God, for showing up in the midst, God, of the circumstances where we had need. Thank you, God, for showing up in the hospital rooms. Thank you, God, for showing up in hospice care. Thank you, God, for ushering us, God, for giving us clarity and discernment, God. Thank you, God, for stopping some things. Thank you, God, for ending some relationships. Thank you, God, for giving us freedom to go and to run and to be all that you have called us to be. And so now, God, receive, Lord, these tithes and offerings. Receive, God, these gifts as a sign of worship, God, because you again, Lord, have been so good. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I, I believe we have a, do we have a song? Is there a song? That's me. Okay. 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 Okay, amen, amen, amen. We thank God, we thank God, we thank God for, for how good God has been, has been for us. Again, I want to bring you back into that text, uh, 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 John, the 21st chapter, the first through the seventh verse. This, this is probably, of all the pieces, of all the pieces in the Gospels, this is probably the most real to me. Right, John 21. Right, right, and I, and I, and I want to I do it, I want to do it from, 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 from this title, Nothing But Nets. Nothing But Nets. Huh, huh, if, you, if you're at home, just, 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 just type that, nothing, nothing but, nothing but, but nets. I like, I, like, I like John 21 because it reminds me of the humanity and the realness of the disciples. We, we often think of them as apostles, right? We think of them as these uh, next to God, kind of these, these stoic, kind of, you know, got it all together, you know, folk. But the reality is they were just men and women like you and I. And here is an incidence here in John 21 that helps us to see that uh, very clearly. Now, Jesus has, again, he has died. He has been hung on the cross. He was resurrected. He told Mary to go tell the disciples, I'm here. They go tell the disciples that Jesus has risen. Jesus shows up in the upper room. Mind you, they had locked the doors, closed the windows, huh? had hidden themselves in the upper room because they were scared that the same folk who went and got Jesus were going to come and get them. And so they are hiding in the upper room because they don't know what to do. Right, right, right. And so Jesus shows up in the upper room, drives them absolutely crazy. Right, right, and then he leaves, right? Thomas is missing, and so last week we talked about Thomas and how Jesus shows up again in the upper room, right, right, right? Doesn't give them much, much instruction, just shows up to be with them, right? And, and, and asks Thomas to place his hands uh, in, 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 in his nail prints and in his hand in his side, and so Jesus is there, and then he leaves again. Mind you, their conditions have not changed. There is still a level of uncertainty as to what to do next. 
Jesus now who died and who resurrected is now showing up. Watch this all willy-nilly. Right, right, right. They don't know what to do with that. Right? And so Peter, Peter in John 21 says, you know what? I've had enough. This is crazy. I'm going fishing. Peter is just exasperated. He's got nothing left in him. He doesn't know if Jesus is going to show up or go. He doesn't know what to do. There's been no instruction. The last thing he saw was him on the cross. He had denied him three times, so he's still wrestling with that anxiety and that tension. He's struggling with who he is now, now that Jesus is no longer physically present. He doesn't know what to do. And And so Peter says, forget it. I'm done. I'm going fishing. Y'all been there before? Y'all been there, y'all been there when, 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 when the thing you were so certain of, the thing you were so certain that God was going to do, the thing you just knew was going to get taken care of doesn't work, and you're like, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. I'm done. Peter is done. Right? But when Peter was done, because they followed Peter, seven other disciples said, well, listen, if you're done, we're done too. We, let, we all go on fishing. Huh? Huh? We all, oh, now mind you, they were 12 disciples, right? So some were left behind. Some of them were like, nah, y'all go ahead. I'm going to stay in this upper room. I don't know what's going to happen. Right, right, right. But the rest of them decided to go fishing. They get out there. Peter James, John, the sons of Zebedee, all of them by nature, all of them by by employment are fishermen. They know how to fish, right? But they get out there, they get out there, and they catch nothing. Isn't it it something that that when you you decide to get done, it, it still doesn't work your way? They catch nothing. They out there all night fishing and nothing. Not, not, not even a minnow. They, they can't get a minnow. They can't get uh, nothing. They don't even have seaweed, nothing. They pull them nets back up, and it is, it is empty, right? And so as daybreak is coming, they hear a voice from the shore. And they're asking, did you catch anything? And, 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 and they respond, no. And the voice says, well, throw the nets on the right side. And when they throw the nets on the right side of the boat, I love the way the text puts it. The text puts it, the text puts it, Roger, it says they couldn't even pull it up. It was that many fish they couldn't even pull, couldn't even pull it up. So they had to get back to shore carrying all the fish in the net. Right, right, it was that many fish they couldn't even pull up. up. Somebody recognizes it's Jesus. Peter puts on clothes, jumps in the water and swims to shore and goes to be with Jesus. But I want to preach from the subject title, Nothing, Nothing But Nets. Three, Three points, three points, three quick points and I'm done. Point, point number one. It's probably the toughest point, but point number one. You can't do it without him. Point number one, you can't. You can't do it without him. Point, point number two, point number two, God wants to do it with you. Point number two, God, God wants to do it with you. And then point, point number three, point number three, whenever God does it, it's going to be big. 
Point number three, whenever God does it, it's going to be big. Point, point number one, point number one, you cannot do it without him. Can't. And, and look, I know you've tried. You can't. Point, point number two, God wants to do it with you. And again, point number three, whenever God does it, it's going to be big, big. Point number one, can't do it, can't do it without him. Point number one, can't do it, can't do it without him. You know, what, what's interesting about this text in John, the 21st chapter, is that this is not the first time that the disciples have encountered Jesus on the Sea of Galilee. This is not the first time they've failed at their task as fishermen. This is not the first time they've struggled to get any fish. In fact, in fact, if you remember uh, 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 way back in Luke 5, when Jesus first meets Peter, he's been fishing all night and caught nothing. Right there on the Sea of Galilee. Been fishing all night and caught nothing. So Jesus gets into Peter's boat, because Peter was a fisherman, and says to him after he has ministered to the people, launch out into the deep. And Peter says to Jesus, we've we, we, we done fishing, Jesus. We, we, it, it didn't work. I, 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 I tried it my way. It, 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 it wasn't working. I tried to do everything. I, I, I was raised knowing how to do it. I tried every scheme and every crook I could do. I tried to make it work the way I knew it could handle Jesus. I tried fishing my way. And Jesus said, no, I need you to do it my way. Y'all been there? That, that was their first encounter. There, on the Sea of Galilee, the same place we find them in, 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 in John 21. They've been there before. This time, Jesus is on the shore, but still they're trying to fish without Jesus. And they catch nothing. Because whenever you try to do it without the Lord, you will get the same results you got before. Somebody needs to hear that. Whenever you try to go back to the way it used to be, you get all of what it used to be, right? right? Not just your flowery memory of what it was. You get all that came. But if you are willing to do it with Jesus, if you are willing to wait on God's word, you will get everything that God has for you, but you cannot do it without him. They've done this before. They tried fishing without Jesus and caught nothing. And yet, here they are three years later, on the same sea, probably in the same boat, trying to fish again and catching nothing because they're doing it without Jesus. You need Jesus to get this work done. You need God to get this work done. Listen, listen, if you knew the amount of demons, devils, strongholds, curses, covenants that have been established and launched against you and your destiny, 
If you knew the amount of arrows that were pointed and aimed right directly center mass of you, if you knew all that the enemy and devil was trying to do, you would recognize the value of waiting on God. Because God has a destiny and a purpose and a plan for your life, but the only way to get it done is to do it with Jesus. It's to do it. It's to do it with God. You cannot do this work that God has called you to do without him. He on the shore. He never told them to go fishing. So, so, so now they've got all this anxiety, all this extra pressure, all this unnecessary stress. Because they're trying to do something that God never told them to do. They're, they're trying to go and, 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 and manufacture something that God never said, put your hands on. God had moved them from fishermen. God had elevated their status. God told them on day one in Luke 4, you will no longer be fishermen, but instead now fishers of men. And yet here they go trying to backtrack to who they used to be when God had already elevated them beyond that point. Stop going back. You cannot do this work without them. You don't fish anymore. That ain't, that ain't what you do now. You, you, you've been with Jesus. You, 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 you don't go off anymore. You don't, you don't keep it real anymore. You don't, you don't have to tell them about themselves anymore. You don't have to show them more than you can. You don't have to do any of that. Anymore. You've been with Jesus. You are no longer fishermen. You are fishers of men. He has elevated your status. He is taking us to a new place. But we cannot do this work without them. If you want, if you want nothing, nothing but nets, you got to wait on Jesus. That's number one. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot do, we cannot do this work without them. Number two, not only can we not do this work without them, here's my favorite part, and, and this might be the most challenging, I don't know. My favorite part is God wants to do it with you. God wants to do it with you, right? What, what, what I love about the text, Luke 21 is similar to, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, John 21 is similar to Luke 5 in that Jesus likes to give instructions, right? right, right? When Jesus first encounters a disciple at the Sea of Galilee, he tells them, launch out into the deep. Throw your, throw your nets on this side. Right? Do this, do that. When, when, when he re-encounters them in John 21, same sea of Galilee, now he tells them, throw your nets from the left to the right-hand side. Jesus likes to give instructions. He likes to be part of the solution. It's, it's a relationship. He could have just as easily snapped his fingers and fish fell from the sky right into the boat. He, he could have, and, and listen, we've seen him do that, Right? Right? We've seen in the Old Testament that, that all of a sudden, you know, birds come from the sky to, 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 to fill and to feed, you know, all of the children of Israel. Jesus could have just as easily have done that. Instead, he wants to be in partnership. If you're willing to listen, 
I'm willing to do the work. We can walk together and get this done. Oftentimes what happens is that we don't wait to listen to Jesus. We don't wait to be in partnership. We don't wait for his instructions. Instead, we try to do it all on our own. But Jesus wants to do this work with us. He, he, he wants to be in partnership with the blessings that are coming your way. He wants to be in partnership with the blessings and the destiny and the purpose that has been laid out for you, but it requires us to listen to be obedient, and to work with Christ as we do what God has called us to do. Let me, let, let me clear up some stuff. Number one, why were they fishing at night? First century Jewish culture. The, the material they used for the nets was linen. Right? And so they would have to clean and mend the netting every single day because it would tear very easily. And not only would they have to clean and mend it, but they would have to let it dry out every single day or else it would become too flimsy, it would break too much, it would be unusable. So in first century Jewish culture, they would mend and do all the work on the nets during the daytime, allow it to, the sun to do its work, to dry it out, and then they would go fishing at night using those same nets. Right, right, right. So they were just doing what they had been accustomed to do. Okay, okay. Second thing, second thing to, 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 uh, to clear up is, is why was Peter naked? Did y'all catch that in the text? He, he put his clothes on. Huh? Wasn't that, was, that, was that strange to anybody? Listen, listen, y'all, y'all go fish naked. I, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Right, 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 right. But, but Peter was naked because one of the ways in which they would catch the fish is that once they would get the fish in the net underwater, Right? Somebody would have to jump in to grab one of the stones to pull them up so that the, the others in the boat could hold the stone to pull the entire net into the boat. So somebody had to unclothe, jump in the water, get the stone from the bottom, swim back up, hand it to those who were in the boat so that those in the boat can then pull the entire thing out onto the boat. So Peter was naked because he was the one who had been called or chosen to jump in the water at night, swim down to the bottom, grab the stone, pull it back up. That's why he was naked. That, that might not clear it up for y'all, but <laughs> look, 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 somebody might still be saying, I could, he could have kept on something, Pastor. He could have, something he could have kept. Right, right, right. But, but so they were just doing the work that fishermen were called to do in that time period. They, they, they were just doing the stuff they knew how to do. And yet, none of it worked. The mending of the nets didn't work. The leaving them to dry all day didn't work. The, the jumping into the water and going to get the stone to pull it back up so the other disciples could pull up the, the whole net to see what was in there didn't work. Nothing worked. And the reason why it didn't work is because they were doing it not in partnership with Jesus. Jesus wants to work with us. Christ wants to be in partnership with our success. Christ wants to celebrate our blessings and our victories just as much as we do, but it means we've got to wait on God and listen for his commands. If we would just wait on the Lord, if we would just listen to the words of God, listen to the instructions of God, then we would see the victory with God. 
That's what God desires. And can I, can I tell somebody that God desires so much to celebrate your victory with you? Sometimes God will hold it back until you learn to listen. God desires so much to celebrate your victory. All of heaven is gathered. The angels are at the ready with balloons and cake in hand to celebrate your victory. But God is saying, hold up. They just need one more year. Hold up. They just need one more experience. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, guys. Bring the band back. Hold up. Hold up. They just need to get it. One more time. God is so excited about your destiny and your purpose, but he's waiting for you to be able to listen and be obedient because God wants to do it in partnership with you. Heaven can't wait to celebrate. You, you think we can line dance down here? You ain't seen the electric slide in heaven. Can y'all imagine? Y'all imagine Jesus doing the slide? What? Huh? Huh? God wants to celebrate, but the only way he can do it is in partnership with us. So God will keep some stuff until you're ready to listen. God will, God will keep some stuff until you're ready to partner. The second you decide, I'm done. Here I am, Lord. The second you decide to listen, to be obedient, then, then it's, it's nothing but next. It's nothing but next. It's nothing but next. It's nothing but Point number one, you can't do it without them. You can't. You, you, you have been elevated from who you used to be, from where you used to be. You, you are no longer that thing, that person, that experience, that emotion, that circumstance. That You are no longer there anymore. That's why God can't respond, because you you're not listening. You're not fishermen. That's who you used to be. You are now fishers of men. He elevated your status so that whatever you do, you can do it with them. You can't do it with, without them. That's number one. Point number two, point number two. Point number two, not only can you not do it without them, but my, my God, he, he wants to do it with you. Heaven wants to celebrate with you. Your ancestors who have prayed for you, who, who helped name you, are waiting huh, to nudge their, their, their friends in heaven and go, look, that's my niece. That's my nephew. That's my boy right there. Huh? They're waiting to celebrate. But they can only do it when we are in partnership with God, when we are ready to listen and be obedient. God wants to do this work with you. Point number two. Point number three, I'm done. Point number one was you can't do it without him. Point number two was God wants to do it with, with you. And then point number three, and, 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 and this is probably the best one, point number three is this, is that whenever God does it, God does it big. Whenever God does it, God does it big. There, there, there's, a, there's a writer named Mendel Nunn, Mendel Nunn, Mendel Nunn. Is, is, is a scholar and, and writer in Israel. And, and he wrote a book several years ago 
uh, called Fishermen uh, and the Fish in the Sea of Galilee. Mendel Nunn, Mendel Nunn says that in his book, that in first century, uh, uh, when Jesus lived in the area, uh, the main fish uh, uh, in, the, in that particular part of the Sea of Galilee was called the must, M-U-S-H-T, the must. I had to look up the pronunciation. I didn't want to get that wrong. I didn't want to get that one wrong. It's called the must, right, M-U-S-H-T. What, what, what Mendo tells us is that that particular fish in the Sea of Galilee at full maturity uh, would measure up to 15 inches and weigh over three pounds. One fish. 15 inches, three pounds. Yet what we are told in the text is that once they obeyed God and listened to the word of God and cast their nets from the left to the right-hand side, the text tells us that there were so many must in the nets they could not pull it up. Could you imagine the weight of that net with 100, 200, 300 must filling up that, filling up that net? Could you imagine the weight of all those fish simply from listening to the word of God and doing what God called us to do? And yet here is the beauty, the beauty, the beauty of the text is the net didn't break. My God. That's, that's the kind of God we serve, that if we would just do what God has called us to do, not only will what God is doing be bigger than we could ever ask or think, but it won't even break our nets. God will hold our little linen mended together nets to carry the weight of all that God has for us and all that God is asking is that we listen and be obedient. Have you caught anything? And if you haven't, throw it on the right-hand side. The nets did not break. Thousands of pounds of fish in a net and yet somehow these disciples in a little wooden boat, probably no bigger than two pews put together, were able to carry them back to shore without any problem it, while Peter was swimming to shore with no issue. Why? Because when God does it, God takes care of everything. God pays for the appetizer in the dessert. Huh? 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 You, you, you. You can even get a drink if you want to. God, God, God takes care of everything. The nets didn't break. They got to shore without problem or issue. Peter got to shore over 100 yards. The text says no problem or issue. And then look, when they got to shore, John 21 and 8 said that Jesus was already cooking some fish, waiting on them to show up. That's the God you serve. When God does it, God does it big. If we want, if we want to live a life where it's nothing but nets, we got to understand, number one, we can't do it without them. Church, you, 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 you can't. I, I know you want to try. Trust me, you can't. Number two, not only can you not do it without them, but then number two, God so, so wants to do it with you. God wants to do it with you. One of, one, of, one of our big things in the house, in the house, I love doing homework with the boys, right? And, 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 and they know that, 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 that should they ever uh, lose half their mind, 
and decide to do their homework without me, huh, huh, there, there, there might be some issues or consequences. Huh? Oh, 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 look, oh, look, they know, they know, they know. Right, right, right. So I look forward, especially math. I look forward, right, 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 to just doing their math work with them, right? right? And, 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 and part of the reason I love it is because I love watching how their brain works. Right? I love watching them find solutions and, and come up with, 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 with problems and solve things, seeing how they do it different. But most of, mostly, I just love sitting with them. Right? Can I be real? Mostly, I just love sitting with them. Right? We get so busy in our day doing all kinds of other stuff. I just love to be able to take some time and just sit with them. That's how God feels about us. God just wants to sit with us. God, God, God wants to watch them unveil our blessings with us. God, God wants to watch us blow out our candles of celebration with us. God just wants to experience the victories with us. But the only way to do that is to be obedient and to listen. Your destiny is a partnership between heaven and you. It's a partnership between heaven and and you. Point number one, you can't do it without him. Point, point number two, he wants to do it with you. And then point number three, y'all already heard it, anything, anything God does, whenever God does it, it's always big. The fish are big. The net can handle it. The boat can handle it. God got stuff prepared even after it. Anything God does, whenever God does it, is always big. But you got to trust. This is a season where we, where we have to trust God like we have never trusted him before. But this is also a season where we're about to see some big fish. This is a season where there's a whole sea of fish waiting on you to trust God. And the nets you thought couldn't handle it because you didn't get time to mend them to the condition you thought you needed them to be mended to. God says, don't worry about it. Because for what I'm about to bring and put in your life, not only can your messed up nets handle them, but your little boat can handle it as well. That's the God we serve. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you are for us. We thank you, God, that you advocate to all that will listen in the kingdom of heaven, Lord. You advocate for our victory. We thank you, God, that you stand awaiting our obedience and our ability to listen to your voice with clarity and conviction. We thank you, God, that you have prepared a table for us with everything we like in the presence of our enemies, that you are waiting to welcome us to have a seat beside you to witness our blessings and our destiny come forward. But it requires trusting you, God. And so this week, God, when the temptation to give up and to walk away looms, this week, God, when we convince ourselves that we can just go back to who we used to be and to what we used to do, Lord, this week, when we struggle to 
know whether we can take a step forward. This week, God, when the calls and the emails and the letters seem consuming and overwhelming this week, God, when the uncertainty of our next steps and the worry of what's coming next and the Fox News and the CNN and the NBCs and the local this and the local that all seem to be dwellers of negativity, God, this week, let us be reminded that you are calling us from the shore to cast our nets again. Let let us hear your voice, God, in the midst of all of that, God. Let us seek that voice, God, that's calling us to, beckoning us, God, to cast our nets again. Again, Lord. On the other side, again, Lord. At the sanctioning of your voice, again, God. As a reminder that you're with us, God, again. Let us be reminded of your voice calling from the shore. We trust you, God. We need you, Lord. We need you, God. And so, God, today, Lord, we indeed surrender all, for you are God and God alone. This we pray. And Jesus, precious, mighty, in most holy name, people of God say amen, amen, and amen.